Bang bang nigga Brrr. Don't get close Don't get close Yeah 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 Pull up on your block see your op let it rinse Pull up on your block see your op let it rinse Pull up on your block, see your op, let it rinse Wait, never there, haven't been ever since Yo, never there, haven't been ever since Yo, never there, haven't been ever since Wait, never there, haven't been ever since Is a brick, I 30 up my grip. Uh, that flips up like a birdie, I can't call it quits. Have a chicky in the house, I'm who they call for fix. All this drip, I'll take your bitch, I'm who she call for dick. Uh, my bitch is always working, never call it sick. Uh, my glizzy always tweaking, thinking caught a glitch. Uh, my music always leaking, cause some droopy bitch. Yo, that right there, that's TG, Top Gunner Birdie. Um, Man, that shit is banging for the last... I don't know when it came out. Maybe three, four days ago. I've been fucking banging that shit, man. Um, y'all, It's been a great week for Toronto as far as the music shit. I think, man, I'm going to... Y'all better get a pen and paper right the fuck now, man. We got. I got to go through some names because it's been a great week, man. There's been some good music that's been released. I should say great music. Um, That song, Birdie, by TG, a.k.a. Top Gunner. Um... Burning Bands and Jay Neat just dropped North Korea. Whole different type of song from what you just heard on this one. I don't know, man. I feel like, man, it's really, Toronto really got the talent. I'm just, I'm patiently waiting for everything to blossom, man. I really think that this year is going to be our year for, for the world to really take note. You know what I'm saying? I know Drake put on for the city. Tory Lanez put on for the city. But what's actually going on, on the, at the local level right now, man? It's it's I never seen nothing like this, man. I'm loving it. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember the city ever being in a time like this. Uh who else dropped some music? Like y'all got get your pen and paper handy, man. Like portion and campaign drop, pray for me. Like this week we got so many different type of songs. Pray for me is a more like a reflection, sad type of song. Um this birdie's just fucking sell a whole half a brick out the kitchen type of song. Um North Korea is a different type of song. Lil Barrett dropped Northside. Um, shout out to Lil Barrett too. He also just put um, he just put um his for his first show. He's having his first show down in downtown Toronto at the Rivoli. He just put tickets on sale recently. So shout out to him. Yeah, he dropped Northside. Um, so he's having his first show. K Money, K Money had his come outside tour. I think he has one more stop before he um. Before he gets going, before the show ends, I mean, before the tour ends, I should, I should say, he had like nine shows. Like, this shit is happening, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Pressa announced that he beat his charges, you know what I mean? Everybody was trying to pin those charges on him as far as, you know, the whole kidnapping shit. He announced that he beat his charges last year. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It's it's a great time. It's a great time. Killy's on the Surrender Your Soul tour. Y'all should listen to that Killy tape. That's some real energy, man. If you're at the gym, or whether you pop some drugs, some molly, or whatever, or you just got too much energy, you should bump that Kelly tape, surrender your soul, man. Please get your pen and paper handy, because you don't want to be the guy that's like, when this shit really, you, you you go outside of the country, you know what I mean? You go to America, you go somewhere else and be like, niggas be like, oh, you from Toronto? You know Kelly? You know Presser? You know this? And you're like, you, you don't even know what's going on, because this shit's, this shit's making it across the border. This ain't just at home. This shit is happening. You know what I'm saying? Swagger right, Robert Borden is still out right now. I'm telling you guys, go fuck with that song. I want that song to be pushed, man. I, I think that song's amazing. It's, 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 a, it's a song that's going to get stuck in your head. Just go listen to Swagger right, Robert Borden. You listen to that song, 
And I, I guarantee you, it's going to be humming. I'm not used to driving foreigners. All this under down, I'm really rocking Jordans. Like, he got it, man. He got That song's a, a hit. And he just dropped Hardest Out. But on another note, the big dogs in the city have definitely, um, the newer, the newer, new up, up and coming class definitely claimed their claim royalty at the Junos. Shout out to Daniel Caesar and Jesse Reyes. Um, Daniel Caesar picked up the award for best recording R&B soul. So basically his project, Fruitian, which was amazing, um, one album. And Jesse Reyes won best breakthrough artist of the year. So I, I honestly, the Junos, I, I'm a person I say it on the show a lot. I don't really watch award shows. They're just boring for me because I'm not going to see really what I like. But I, I would love for the time when it gets to a place where the Junos, like Pressa, Killy, like Drake even starts to show up. It, it, it would be dope for Canada, you know what I mean, for it to be something serious. And when those type of people showing up, it would get coverage, you know what I mean, in America and other places, it would actually be something. So I would I would love for that to happen one day, you know what I mean, have the weekend in the building, have Killy in the building, you know, all these guys, Jesse Reyes, Daniel Caesar, and Cardinal Fisher. I have all our real royalty, our, have our producers, the Boy Wonders, the Murder Beats, like that that would be something cuz right now we're really producing talent out here you know what i'm saying like uh, on the Cana- on the on the worldwide level canada is definitely making sure it's happening i didn't even mention alicia Carr from brampton man um i'm just proud of of, of everybody doing a thing from this country man it's amazing um she forgot to speak about this this last week man this shit this shit crushed me i don't know how it slipped my mind and before we get into all the bullshit i want to just acknowledge and talk about two situations but one that one that really they both hit close to home you know what i mean but this particular one was actually in toronto you know what i'm saying and when i read about it i was just the shit crushed me made me feel it made me feel horrible you know what i'm saying um basically last week um before i don't know last week i don't know the date but i was on twitter and i seen you know cb24 i follow cb24 and then they it just said a tobacco victim um Man is identified as Nambi Ogba, you know what I mean, 26. And as, as soon as I saw that, it said Nambi Ogba, I'm like, whoa, 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 because I, I can already tell he's Nigerian, you know what I mean? I, I know our names and stuff, so he's, he's from the Igbo tribe. And when I, re- when I read the name, I was, immediately my antennas went up because I'm not, I'm not even trying to, I'm not trying to, generalize anything there's a lot of people from the world in different countries that do a lot of fucked up things but it's very rare that i find you know what i mean nigerians is like that are into like the the gang violence and and the gangs when i lived in new jersey like yeah there was a couple niggas but like it was never as prevailing as everybody else you know what i mean like african kids because you ask even at 17 18 as long as you live at your mother's house you you live under your mother's rules you know what i'm saying so it was always kind of hard for them to get outside and do certain things. Me, I had them certain situations too, like growing up where you can't really do the things you want to do because your parents is just on your ass. So they, it kind of shelters you as much as it, it, it may hinder your growth and your street knowledge and your street smarts and things to move around. It, 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 it shelters you from things you don't know about. You know what I'm saying? Like, But just to get into what I'm saying, this particular guy, when I, when I saw his name, first thing I did, I just Googled his name. You know what I mean? And the first thing that popped up was his LinkedIn. You know, for those that for those that don't know, LinkedIn's like a uh, a networking site, like a Facebook for for people that have careers. You know what I mean? And 
you can show people your resume and tell them what you've done. And the first thing it says, you know, graduated from Seneca, and then he went to he went to another school for welding. He's an he's an electrical engineer. He's only 26. He moved from Nigeria, and I just knew just seeing his picture and his whole profile, I knew for sure that he wasn't involved in nothing. You know what I mean? He was not a gangster. He was not in the streets. It was none of that. You know what I mean? So I just knew immediately before the, even the the news and really st like started letting information out. I just knew it was a mistaken identity. You know what I'm saying? And when um. As time passed, the police released a video, you know what I mean, and they really released the background on Namdi. You hear that he was getting engaged. He was he was engaged. He was supposed to be getting married, I think, a week from now, and he was not not into no gun violence. He was just there visiting somebody, wrong place, wrong time, and that's what that shit that shit crushed me, man. This guy, you know what I mean, came from Nigeria to live a better life with his family. Twenty six, he's doing the, he's on the right path, about to get married, like really doing his thing, and like. Yo, I know for sure he had success in the, success in his in his, in his um in his future. You know what I mean? Like, there's some very brilliant Nigerian people I've met. You know what I mean? That they come come here to make sure to better their lives, and they take that they take full advantage of the opportunity. So it was just one of those situations where I'm just like, yo, this shit's getting out of hand, man. Where just knowing somebody who lives in public housing, government housing, or you living in government housing yourself, whether you're involved with the street bullshit. Or anything, you could just be black and going to your house, going to your mother's house, going to visit somebody, going to work. Whoever's out there looking, looking, they ain't got time to ask. They don't want to ask questions. They don't want to know if you're really from the streets. Yo, the moment they see you're black and you live here, they just think it's, you know, what I mean, that's it's acceptable. It's like, yo, it's, they're not getting no targets. Not anybody who's done something to them. You know, what I mean, they're just killing innocent people just because of where they reside or where it looks like they're leaving. You know what I'm saying? And that shit is just that shit is whack, man. That shit is that shit is sick, man. Like you really just oh oh you live in this in this metro housing, I'm I'm gonna kill you. You know what I mean? You see somebody leaving and you know they showed the video, they really just stalked them. He was walking to his car to leave and they just two guys just saw him from far, walked up on him, you know what I mean, and killed him from behind. You know, he didn't even know what was coming. That shit is that shit is that shit is horrible. You know what I'm saying? And the city, the city, we got to do better. It's not even just the city; it's happening all over the world. But that shit is whack, man. Like, and you know, you hear in the movies, they're like, "Yo, these young motherfuckers, they don't, they don't do it. Like, they don't, they don't do it like it, we used to do in the olden days. But like, for real, like, they really just, if you live in public housing, niggas just gonna assume you're in the streets. You know what I'm saying? And take out his vengeance on you. So, rest in peace to Nambi Ogba. That shit was. That shit is that shit is heartbreaking. I keep seeing a lot of articles on it. You know what I mean? I, I know the Nigerian community's crushed. I know your family's crushed. Your fiance is crushed. Uh, I just hope God consoles them. You know what I'm saying? And just really takes care of the situation and and, and just helps them get through this because it's a horrible situation, man. He had a few, he had a bright future. You know what I'm saying? So rest in peace to Namdi Agba. And there was another situation that that I. That slipped my mind last week. Um, this one crushed me too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I'm getting as I'm getting older, man. My heart is just getting. I don't know. Like this shit is this shit is just the world is just really. It's a cold place. It's a it's a dark place and it's just a sad place, man. Like, I wish I could pour out my emotions. You know what I mean? Through the microphone and you guys see how I felt when I read this article about this little girl. Um, her name is Anaya Day Garrett. She was um four years old, and her mother 
her mother and her her stepfather killed her. You know what I'm saying? They beat her to death. They were stuck. Like, but the whole sad thing about the situation is that this little girl, man, basically she was going to daycare, and for every for there was at least twelve recorded occasions that the daycare contacted child support. Um, DIFUS is what they call it in America. You know, like the child care. The, um, they contacted DIFUS, and they tried to get this child out of the home. You know what I'm saying? And the system failed failed this little girl because um, I believe it was in Cleveland. This girl came to school one time with her blood behind her ears, her ears swollen. She had a big knot on her face. She had a, another time she had a, um, a slap on her, on, on her, like a hand mark on her face. And like basically you can Google this, type in Anaya Day Garrett. There's literally 12, like 12 or more separate occasions where the daycare like tried to get this, get this, um, intervene. So basically it was even a time like the innocent little girl went to school. They said, they said every time this girl was at daycare, she was crying. She was asking for hugs. She just wanted to be comforted. She'd be asking, am I being good? Am I being good? Have I done something wrong? And I mean, um, she was, she, she was under, underweight for a child her age. Uh, man, it's just a fucking horrible situation, man. And another sad thing about it is that her father figured out, her real dad figured out that something must be going on at home and he was trying to get custody. And the moment he tried to get custody, the girl filed for a domestic abuse charge and he couldn't see his daughter for a while until he got some court, like over months and he got, he got the court, let him see her again, but he still didn't get, have full custody. And that's just another thing about the system where it's like, yo, they just feel like the mom is just, like, my mom was amazing, you know what I mean? I wouldn't, but, like, there's many moms that aren't fit, you know what I'm saying? There are many moms that aren't fit to do the job that they didn't want to, they don't want to be moms, you know what I'm saying? They just, they had a kid, and and they just like, fuck, I'm stuck here, I'm young, I don't want to be living this life, and they don't, they don't want to be moms, but for some reason, the system, especially when it comes to black fathers, the system just doesn't believe that a black father can raise his kid. Because I've seen many situations, like shout out to D-Wade, he actually got his kid because the mother was was unfit, no disrespect to her. But it's very rare, you know what I mean? They they try to make it really hard for you. But so all in all, this this little girl was going to daycare and her mother was so crazy and sick that basically she'd beat this little girl but try to come brainwash this little girl to think that she did it to herself. Because the teacher asked her, what happened to your face? And she was like, my my mommy did it, but my mommy keeps telling me that that I, that that I fell at the park. You know what I mean? Because she's probably like, yo, if they ask you, you gonna say that you fell at the park? I didn't touch you. Um, it was just so many instances. She had rug burns. She wasn't eating, man. Just a lot, a lot of stuff going on with this little girl, and uh, it got to the point where one day they they killed her. Um. They beat her to death. They called the they called the the, the ambulance. Said she's not responding. And when the ambulance found her, her eye was swollen shut. Her nose was was bleeding. Her lips, like her inside, she was beaten severely. Man, this is a four year old girl, like being punched and kicked by a grown a grown man and a grown woman. I don't know. Like we still haven't got the got the reason as to why she did this to her, her child and tortured her child all these years. 
But this child is dead, man, and that shit, that shit is sad. When you when you when you Google Anaya Day Garrett and you read up on her, man, you see this beautiful little girl, man. You know what I mean? And she didn't have to live this life and die like that for no reason. The system failed her, failed her, her dad. Like it just, it's failed. Yo, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? The daycare contacted the the services and services had an appointment to go see the girl four days um after she died like she was i think she died i don't know what day she died but four days after that they were supposed to go meet the mom but every time they met the mom they said that they didn't see nothing to not have her raise her kid right but rest in peace to the little girl man but on a lighter note man a much lighter note uh let's talk about this takashi 69 breakfast club interview because that interview, that interview was a, was amazing. That interview was that's a classic. That's a legendary interview right there. Because I'd never seen an interview like that on the Breakfast Club, man. Um, Takashi, Takashi, Takashi won that battle. Like I, I don't know what, I don't know how everybody feels about that interview. I know a lot of people hate Six Nine. It's actually crazy how much of people hate Six Nine for no reason. Like, okay, let me not say no reason. I get why people hate Takashi Six Nine. But I don't hate like how do you hate him personally? You know what I mean? People have personal vendettas. If you're from LA, you know what I mean, and you're from Houston, I get that. If you're from if you're anybody, if you're a gangbanger, then I understand it. But if you're from Toronto and you're just on Twitter and you just work your 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 good job and all that, like what did this kid do to you? You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of you guys, there's a lot of hate towards this kid. And his music's fire. So it's kinda of, and 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 there are people on, on my timeline that are saying the music is trash. And I'm like, that's how I know that your hate for this kid is really fucking over your ears. Because you can't you can't not listen to that music and not and not start moving. Like, I don't even dance, you know what I mean? But once you hear niggas envy uh blicky got the stiffy uh what? It's 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 just yo, you just start scum gang. Like, are you are you are you nuts? Like that shit is that shit is fire. Um but the interview, though, um, I know a lot of people probably thought Takashi was gonna go in there and just kind of get exposed and get. I, I, to me personally, when I heard the interview came out, I didn't know how it was gonna go. You know what I mean? I didn't expect. I, you know, people said that it was an attack on Takashi. I didn't think the Breakfast Club attacked him. I felt that they were gonna ask him all the questions that everybody wanted to know, right? And they did. But it was how Takashi kind of like. Takashi was just he bodied them like he like especially Charlemagne. It's like I never seen Charlemagne be that just just let somebody just kind of I can't explain it. Like I would love for Charlemagne to explain to have to, to give his take on the interview because every time he was speaking, Takashi would just cut him off. Takashi would just make a little joke and keep him moving. Like Takashi would like take a jab at Charlemagne real quick and then just keep him moving. Like started yeah, so then da 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 start the question again. Like he was evasive. He um he was just he just had a a chip on his shoulder like basically and whatever they were saying yo you're going to die man no i'm not like i'm gangster you heard like i let my nuts hang you heard like he just whatever they would say like they were trying to like you know give him advice and he would just little bro their advice he's just like nah like why would i do that and they couldn't really answer him like i'd never seen an interview like that cuz there's so much there's so much dirt on him right there's so much things online but he owned it all like everything that like that that he's been doing he owned it yeah like i said this i said that i'm a gangster and he and he's standing on his word so he didn't backtrack so it's like there was really nothing for them to like really get at him about they said the crip thing they said well, um once you crip 
He was like, I was never officially Crip. I used to fuck with Crip niggas. They could have pressed him a little bit more like that. But then at the end of the day, he said he came home last year. And for those that don't know what he, what he meant when he said he came home, came home was blood term. You know what I mean? For like, you just joined the gang, basically. He got, he, he, you got jumped in. I don't think he got jumped in because obviously he's the money man. But he's like, I just came home last year. So he wasn't officially Crip. You know what I mean? But the, um, those other things, whether his charges... Um, about being un, uh, with an underage girl, and he just he just spoke about it like there was nothing. They didn't have enough information to even like there was never any rebuttal. Like the Breakfast Club didn't rebuttal. He's he he answered every question, and it, that was that. Then him and Charlamagne got into this this little part where he was like, um, if it wasn't for this, I would. If it wasn't for this interview, I wouldn't know who you are. You know what I mean? And Charlamagne's like, well, if it wasn't for this interview, I don't know who you are. Like Charlamagne, if you know Charlamagne. And you watch the Breakfast Club. They, you obviously it's a, it's a video, so you can't hide the look on your face. You see, Charlamagne has had that look when Fragile Star was there, when they got into a little argument, and, they, and he wanted. He's like, "Yo, you want five minutes?" Well, Fragile, he wanted to fight Fragile. Um, he had he didn't have that look too much when Monique was there, but there's a couple people that came in there, like the Birdman. He had that look when he feels. He's like, "Yo, man, I have to take this nigga talking shit to me right now," and. But because he has to do his job, like he can't get out of too much out of character and be like, "Yo, shut the fuck up." Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? When Takashi called him boy, he's like, "Please don't call me boy. I'm a grown man." Like there was just so many things that it was just like, Charlamagne. I never seen him like that. He's like, I'm, "I got a best time. I got a I executive produce shows. I got a best New York bestseller." He's like listing all his accomplishments, and Takashi's like, "Uh, you got a little show?" And he's like, "Never mind. I got shit." He, he like he's just like fuck, cause Takashi kind of was just like yo, Takashi just trolled him. He was just like yo, uh, after Charlamagne listed all his accomplishments, which are great accomplishments, Takashi was like, um, so what were you saying? You had a little show or something? He's like, you know what? I ain't got shit. Like Charlamagne just shut up. Like it was, it was, it was a yo, it was a, it was a great interview, man. And they tried to shit on him as far as like I really didn't think they must have really underestimated who Takashi is and his buzz and and the type of controversy he brings because. They said to Takashi that this is going to be, Takashi, like, this is going to be your most viewed interview. I'm doing you guys a favor. It's going to be your most viewed interview. And what the, the Breakfast Club was such an defensive point, instead of them, like, they weren't thinking straight. Instead of them saying, this is what they should have said. Of course, it's going to be your most viewed interview. You're on the Breakfast Club. You know what I mean? They could be like, yo, yeah, and this is going to be your most viewed interview. But what, what they said was, nah, this ain't going to be Birdman. This ain't going to be the Birdman interview. And Takashi, what he do is like, uh, the Birdman shit? When was that? Like four years ago? She's basically shitting on them again. He's like, yo, your, your last hit was four years ago? He's like, I'm going to pass that shit. And first of all, the Birdman shit's only two minutes. This is a whole hour interview. And you know what this interview did in three days? It passed the Birdman interview. Birdman interview is at 4.5 million. Takashi shit hit, it's probably at like five, six million right now. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the fastest growing and highest interview on the Breakfast Club, so... Yo, the kid, he made his prophecy. Like, he came out there and he just, he just really put them in their place. And I ain't never seen that before, man. Like, it was, I, it was such a, it was, it was an uncomfortable situation because Charlamagne likes to trade, but like every time he was trading these little jabs, Takashi was really just talking over, him. yo, 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 like he's just talking over him, like just talking over him, like. And, and if Charlamagne was to get out of character, it would have been worse. He would have been like, yo, what the fuck's your problem, like? It would have been worse because I'm like, yo, it would have shown that he's really getting to him. But on camera, you could see it. Like, if you've watched The Breakfast Club, that was a that was a great interview, man. And, and Takashi came and did what he 
what he had to do. Like, he might have to do any other interviews after this. But what the Breakfast Club should have said was, you could have went to Everyday Struggle. You could have went to Ebro in the Morning. You could have went to Academics by himself. You know what I mean? The Breakfast Club being who they are is what made that interview get that many views. It's it's a clash of both worlds because the Breakfast Club's going to do numbers regardless. But then when you bring Charlamagne and Takashi, that's what made it super lit. Takashi could not have done this anywhere else. I would not have watched this interview on Hot 97. I just can't stay, like, I just don't like them. You know what I mean? I may probably watch with academics, but the Breakfast Club is always going to be something. You know what I'm saying? So they could have used that, but they were just so defenseless. Like, they were so in, in the defensive mode that they didn't really even think it straight. Like, I watched that interview like three times. Like, Takashi was really in his bag, that interview, man. <laughs> I let my nuts hang. Um, he even offended YG in that interview. Uh, he, yo, he's talking about the game. But yo, yo, he's, he's, he doesn't care about the consequences. You know what I mean? That's the only thing I feel. I feel like this situation is definitely sooner or later it's gonna turn violent and bad. God forbid. But sooner or later, this is gonna it's gonna get bad. It's it's very clear, man. We've seen there was like there's been two shootings in front of Hot 97 back in the day. The games camp, the 50s camp, um, CNN and Lil Kim's camp, like. Takashi, this it's gonna go down. You know what I mean? It's really gonna go down because niggas niggas is feeling offended. You know what I mean? Like he's talking about other people for no no reason. He's belittling people, and you can't touch him because he's talking all that shit and he's got guys in front of him. So it's like niggas is like, oh, you really just talking behind these guys? You know what I mean? So hey man, like you say, he's just letting his nuts hang out here. But I don't know. I don't think you ever go back to California right now. I just don't think it's safe to go back to California, no matter how much, like, you know what I mean? The West Coast, rappers die on the West Coast. Biggie died on the West Coast. Tupac died on the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get touched. You fucking with YG now, you fucking with the game, and then all the other niggas, and then Jay Prince in, down south in Texas. Hey, but they say all controversy is, you know what I mean? Is good. All, all publicity is good publicity, so... It's working for the boy, man, and and the music's hot. That's one thing people don't understand. Like I'm like the reason I even fuck with him because the music is hot. And when I hear people saying that the music ain't good, you're just lying to yourself. Like you just don't like the kid. The kid is the kid is hot, man. You know what I mean? That's all I can say. And speaking of yo, since we're talking about the new school, man, the leader of the new school. I don't know if you guys know. You know what I mean? I'm sure you guys know Adam of No Jumper, No Jumper, um, No the No Jumper podcast. He's the guy that finds all the new artists on SoundCloud and when they're popping they come on his platform and all of a sudden you know you're lit like it's just you're lit like you know what I mean he's the he he's the he breaks artists as far as the new guys and he's on the fire right now man he just got a record label from Atlantic Records you know what I mean he just got his own joint venture with them he just dropped a song with Tay K and fucking Block Boy JB like he's doing his thing out here but oh there's this trend there's this trend like where when you have success, all of a sudden, you know what I mean? As soon as you got this label deal and this shit happens is a rape story comes out. You know what I mean? An abuse story, a sexual assault story comes out. And that's what he's going through right now. Uh, he's denying these allegations, but there's a girl named Desiree who's apparently from Canada who says when she was 16 that, you know what I mean, they were having sex and doing all this shit and he was abusing her. And then after they were done, he put all her nudes online. Uh, think about this. He's denying it. He has emails of her emailing him and talking about all the sex they had and 
how it wasn't rape and but it was the problem is that basically there's just like he was on a blog back in the day and that's what you gotta know, you know, even when you whether you're you're a kid or not a kid or growing up, just yo, know, the moment you put something on the internet, my nigga, it's there for life because people gonna screenshot it. The moment it's, people gonna hold that towards you. So he must have put something on the internet about how he went to meet her and she was sixteen, but the 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 age in Canada is um sixteen. The 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 age of consent in Canada is sixteen, so it's not rape. He like he just told this whole story in hypotheticals, and the real problem is here. Like I quote, this is where they're really coming for his ass. He he said, I quote, if statutory rape is wrong, I didn't want to be right. You know what I mean? He said he flew out. They they said he flew out to Vancouver to meet her, and but now he's saying that she was eighteen or nineteen, but she's saying she was sixteen. So it's just. Um, it's just crazy, man. I don't know, man. You gotta know, you gotta know what you're doing. And I always tell that story about this girl who, uh, like, yo, man, she might have, I think she was 15 turning 16 and I think I was 17 gonna turn 18. She was gonna turn 16, but I just knew it was wrong. You know what I mean? I just couldn't do it to myself. Even though, like, I knew, I knew, like, I was still a teen. It was just like, nah, son. I just, I just felt away knowing that she's 15 and I'm like, the bitches my age gonna be looking at me like I'm crazy, you know what I mean? So I felt a way about that. Like, and Boosie had a line. He had a line on Kodak Black song. He's like, "Mouth wet, pussy hot." She just was seventeen. You know what I mean? Like, he, I know he was, yo, he was. He sounded like he was considering his options about this little girl. You know what I mean? But he's like too young for me. But this girl was thick. You know what I mean? And you know I like him thick. You know what I mean? But so she was just. I just had to let it go, you know what I mean? And when she was actually of age to play ball, and let me the thing, but she was out here doing her thing. That's the thing, because a lot of niggas that were older than me was trying to was succeeding and doing doing stuff with her, but I just couldn't. Like I always been that type of guy. Like I don't play that shit, you know what I mean? But so when I seen her when she was of age, man, she 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 literally told me, I can't forget how you treated me. Like you burned me, you know what I mean? Like. And that's happened to me twice, you know what I mean? But I could never do it, man. I could never do it. I could never be that guy. Like, it's just, I got too much pride into it. It's not worth, like, it ain't worth it at all. Like, you don't know what can come from it. And I always just felt like the girls my age would be like, you you really just preying on these, because that's what it's like. It's like, yo, they're real young. The guys that she's talking to, they probably don't drive. So he's like, you really just have the full advantage to take full advantage of this girl. You know what I'm saying? She's she just still in school. She can't have a job and all. So you got money and all that shit. And that's that's why it's so much easier for these guys to do this. This I mean, to these young young women. But I'm not saying Adam did it or not. But you know what I mean? It's just I'm just telling all brothers stay away from them situations, man. Look at DMX and fucking in Belly. Like he really had this 16, 15 year old girl sucking his dick. Like yo, she she ain't old enough to fuck yet. You know what I mean? That's crazy. But you just gotta know better. Um, this this rape shit is crazy, man. Like, do you know that Russell Simmons is at his sixteenth victim? Sixteen, sixteen women have now come forward to say this guy has raped them. And like, this is this is getting scary, man. I don't know who Russell offended because, like, when 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 the when the shit happened for Bill Cosby, I was like, yo, those numbers is too much. You know what I mean? I know he must have did to one person, but like, what are the odds that all those numbers of people that one would not really follow through and get these these niggas, this this guy charged and arrested? Like, 
why would all of them like probability when you do when you're in school doing probability that that that's just not even probable like so it's like I don't want to say these victims aren't are lying but this shit is this shit is crazy man like 16 Russell Simmons 100 million now he had so much money why wouldn't they come for his ass you know what I mean like He's in hip hop. He wasn't Mr. Jello Pop and Pudding. He was Mr. Heroin and Coke. So you could have came for his ass. Like, like I don't get it. I really don't get it, man. And I hope justice is served for this man. Like it's he's got daughters. Like he he only has daughters, I believe. Um, he's got his his he's got nieces, Angela Simmons, brothers, a reverend. Like this is just a bad look for him. You know what I mean? It's a bad look. And I hope that I hope that if it if he's truly innocent, like he says he is, man, he's vindicated, man, because this shit is getting out of hand, like, and I just want to say, oh, man, you just got to, I know we think with our dicks sometimes, but we really just got to think, like, for real, like, I, I yo, man, you could really just, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't care to make it awkward with a bitch, you know what I mean, but, yo, send me a text saying we about to fuck, you know what I mean, like, let me know that this is real, like, make it, I, I'll make it awkward, like, yo, we doing this, right, like, send me a text or some shit, like, or tell your homegirl, yo, I'm about to fuck this nigga, because I want to. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, <laughs> this shit's getting out of hand. Like, you got to really, you got to, you got to make sure you know what you're doing out there, man. So, like I said, best of luck to Russ, man. Like, because I, I don't believe he raped 16 women. It's hard for me to believe that. That's fucking insane, man. But then I always go back to that thought of saying like, yo, this guy changed his life around, became a vegan, became his, um, a yoga master and all that because maybe he was being haunted for all the shit he's done. So, I don't know, but. If he's not, like, I hope he's vindicated. You, th th this is a dirty smear and smudge on your name. You don't want that. Um, toxicology reports just came out about Prince. Um, they say fentanyl killed Prince. A high dosage of fentanyl killed Prince. I don't know what the situation is because they said that they found a lot of pills in his house. You know what I mean? So I don't know if he's... They say he tested for a lot of drugs. So I don't know if this is because of pain or he was just recreationally using this shit. Because I did read a story about a guy using fentanyl patches on himself because he couldn't help that addiction, man. It's 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 crazy, man. Rest in peace to Prince, man. That fentanyl shit is, is dangerous, man. Opioids in, in general, man. You, them shits will fuck up your body real quick, man. Like, his liver contains so much of it, they said. Like, his, his blood. Like, they said he was just... He was way in over it. I, let me see how much they actually found in him. Uh... Prince's blood was 67.8 micrograms per liter um, of fentanyl concentration. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds bad. You know what I'm saying? So, rest in peace to him, man. Like, it's sad that him and Michael Jackson both died off of some drug shit, you know? But we got to take care of our bodies and our mental health, man. Like, these guys both, I know that they were just dealing with a lot upstairs in their mind. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. Uh... DMX, yo, DMX is, I don't know how true this is, man. Apparently, DMX's lawyer is trying to help him avoid jail time, and they think by playing his music in court is going to help him avoid jail time. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't know what's going on. I don't know how that's going to help. He should be in rehab. His judge should place him in a serious, intensive care rehab, because I swear, it would be scary to hear DMX die next. You know what I mean? God forbid, but... Always doing drugs, always in the news, always doing some sporadic shit, always in a vehicle, knowing he has no license. Like, he's just always putting his life at risk, man. He needs to be in rehab, and I feel that's what the judge should 
This judge should put slipping and fall. Play, um, his lawyer should play slipping and falling. I'm slipping. I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. And then just put him in rehab. That's the only way. You know what I mean? He better not play no Damien or he gonna let me fly. None of that shit. You know what I mean? Um, fuck, man. What else? What else? The um, Lil Wayne and Birdman taking pictures together in the club. I don't know, man. Hip hop, hip hop. I don't like. I love that we respect our legends and we treat them right. But I feel like, yo, people should talk up, man. Like, this is a this is a a domestic this is an abusive situation that that Lil Wayne is in, man. Like, he just can't seem to get away. You know what I mean? It's like one of the movies where the husband's like, you ain't leaving. You know what I mean? Like, you ain't leaving. You ever seen enough with Jennifer Lopez? Like, you ain't leaving. He's gonna track you down. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like that. Like, it's a real abusive relationship. Like, they're taking pictures together. I'm like, if, if if it's that easy, they should not be in court. Birdman should just give him his money. Just give him his money. So, like, or Lil Wayne should drop the lawsuit. Like, why are you taking pictures? You you cause so much confusion in your own camp. Like, I seen Drake comment. I was like, does Drake, I don't know if Drake is, if Drake, like, if if it's Drake is even comfortable commenting, or if Nikki, like, people are, all right, you're good now, and all of a sudden you're hitting Drake up, like, yo, fuck this nigga, stay away from him. It's like, I just hope that they can resolve this and resolve it for good, because the fact that people always say that they're they're really cool, why are they doing this in public? You know I mean, you had Rick Ross come for this nigga. We didn't really have him do it. Rick Ross decided to come at Birdman for Lil Wayne. Um, a lot of people are speaking up on the situation. It's it's real weird, man. You're saying you never seen the books from Nicki and 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 Drake. It's just it's it's actually a weird situation since we're talking about fifty something million dollars, but then they're 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 making appearances together while being at court, while throwing liquor at each other, while having each other's tour buses shot up, while saying fuck Birdman on stage, while throwing up the rock and saying it's the rock. Like what the fuck is going on? Like we really gotta question this situation, man. Like it's 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 kind of just disgusting. It's like, cause if it was anybody else, niggas would be like, yo, that nigga's a weirdo. But niggas just wanna like, come on, man. That shit is that shit is weird to me. That shit is really weird, bro. Uh I'm off that shit, man. Um what's going on in the league right now, man? The playoffs is in a month. Real soon. Probably less than a month. There's like 12 games left. Kyrie Irving may be getting surgery. Steph Curry's out with the MCL. I I I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now, man. I really don't understand the Boston Celtics. Yo, for some reason, it's it's crazy that the Celtics are playing so well without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward, without somebody else is injured right now. I can't remember his name. They're playing so well, so it just makes you like, yo, if Kyrie was here, they're gonna be ready for the playoffs. But. Without Kyrie Irving in the playoffs, they can get out in the first round. If they play Washington, if they play Milwaukee, if they play Philly, six I mean, Celtics are gonna be out. Celtics are gonna be out. And that's gonna be that's gonna be a waste of a fucking season, bro. That's gonna be a waste of a season. I don't know what's going on with Kyrie's knee. This is like some serious karma. You know what I mean? Because like he threatened to have surgery <laughs> to the Cavs. He's like, yo, you don't trade me, I'm gonna have surgery and I'm gonna sit out this whole season. This is some serious karma right now for that threat. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, Steph's out with MCL. Durant may play back play tonight. He he's having a rib he's having rib problems. Clay's thumb is broken, so he's out till playoffs. It's rough. Um, Tony Parker just called out Kawhi Leonard at a players only meeting. Tony Parker, like the gentlemen are like I would love to see the Spurs players only meeting. Like they're probably sitting over 
they're sitting over steaks and, and lobster. You know what I mean? Um, jazz is playing in the background. And Tony said, Kawhi, brother. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing tense about this meeting. I can't, I can't see LaMarcus Aldridge. None of the nobody in that locker room has, besides Popovich, has an aggressive alpha personality. You know what I mean? But the Kawhi situation is kind of fucked up, man, because I feel bad for LaMarcus Aldridge. He's actually playing his best basketball. He signed there thinking that Kawhi was gonna be is gonna be a one-two punch. This year, he is not the way he was last year. He's definitely toughened up this year. He's there, he's playing his best basketball, and Kawhi is just nowhere to be found. And people are saying, you know, it's funny because they were saying that Kawhi is doing three-on-threes and four-on-fours in practice, but he won't play a real game. They said that he's locking niggas up in practice. He looks good, but he won't play. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if he doesn't go into the playoffs playing, come, come, come summertime, it's, it, he going to get traded. He gonna get traded. Popovich ain't gonna kiss ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what who they who they're gonna trade him to, what they can get back, but he's gonna get traded. Maybe the Raptors can find something for him. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's it's looking real rough for the Spurs, man. I don't I don't I don't think they want to be in the playoffs without Kawhi Leonard. They'll get their asses bounced. Um, the Cavs got their ass beat yesterday by the Heat. Nobody wants to see the Heat. Nobody wants to see the Heat in the playoffs, man. I always talk to my nigga about that, yo. Like, cause the Raptors always have a hard time with the Heat. The Heat are well coached. People don't give Eric Spoelstra his credit. He's a champion, two-time champion. He's been around basketball his whole life. The guy, he makes le lemonades out of fucking apples. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga, this guy does make something out of nothing. Like, I'm not saying the Heat are, are not good. Whiteside's a great player. He's been injured a lot this year. Um, Kelly Olenek injured a lot. See, Deion Waiters ain't playing, so he's injured. He's been injured for the whole last four months. So they're working with a lot of players that aren't supposed to be doing this, man. He gets maximum fucking production out of his players. Honestly, like between him and Brad Stevens, they're between. I think those are the two best coaches in the East. No disrespect to Dwayne Casey. You know what I mean? The Raptors are having a phenomenal year, but I'm just saying what with what these guys make, with what they have and what they and the results they produce. It's crazy, man. So the Heat, I don't know who wants to see them in the playoffs. If it's, if it's going to be the Raptors, it's going to be the Celtics. That's going to be a a good six to seven game series. If it's the Celtics, I can see the Heat beating them at five. It's just that simple. Without Kyrie Irving, I'm not. I I don't know. Like as tough as Terry Rozier is, they're deep. Kyrie Irving's a walking fifty buckets. You know what I mean? Yes, that's, that's a walking fifty right there, man. I, I, you just can't, you can't, you can't buy that. You can't replace that. The Raptors, uh, I don't want to say they've cooled down. They're, they've still been winning. They beat Denver yesterday. They beat, uh, they lost to Brooklyn. No, they, they beat Brooklyn, but they almost lost to Brooklyn, which was which was scary, which made no sense. They lost to the Clippers at home. Lou Williams was sensational that game. Watching that game just kind of made me wish that Lou Williams was on the Raptors right now. You know what I'm saying? That 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 would be that would be ill. Like CJ Miles is dope, but he ain't no Lou. He ain't no Lou. You know what I'm saying? Um, but let's get back to the Cavs, man. The way they lost yesterday, I just don't know, bro. I just don't. If the Cavs, if the Cavs see the Bucks or see the Sixers, that's a seven game series, man. You can quote me on it. Like I, LeBron had a bad game yesterday, to be honest. But the Heat know how to play him because they're just so well coached and they're so so. They're a deep team, and they, and obviously they know LeBron well. Dwayne Wade blocked LeBron's shot twice yesterday. Like, 
these weren't no little blocks. He's like swiping the shit out of that. Like, yeah. Dwayne Wade looks happy to be back. He's happy to be back in Miami. Should have never left. And and but why he I, the thing I feel like him leaving was a good thing is because he probably would never came off the bench if Pat Riley or Spolster asked him to. He had to go through the humbling situation of being in Chicago, then going sitting on the bench behind J.R. Smith to now appreciate, you know what, I'm going to sit in the bench in South Beach in Miami, my home. And they give him a full role. Like, he really gets shots. He's respected on the team. Like, he he's the closer. Like, he really is the guy that closes the game. So I would love to see him and Dion come back. Dion be on the D-Wade tutelage and literally just pick up all the tools as, he, as he's on his way out. Like, he, he has another three, four years coming off the bench. Like, he looks good, bro. But honestly, man, I just want to acknowledge the Raptors, man. Like, uh, it, it's it's sad to to be a doubter and not really be a fully a part of this the success because I never in a million years would I have ever assumed that the Raptors would win the East, man. And they may finish with over sixty wins. Like that is that is fucking impressive. That's amazing. That not just the Atlantic banner, the whole Eastern Conference banner, man. That's shout out to the fucking Raptors. That's that's dope, man. The team is from top to bottom an amazing team. Um, I'm just. Yo, playoff time, I just hope that this this continues, man. Like, I'm not doubting or nothing, but I want to see DeMarc and Kyle really do what you have to do to really make this team succeed, man. You got to. Like, it's, it's going to be different in the playoffs, man. Um, You know, calls are different. And DeMar, like, early in the season, he was showing us he could have these 30, 40-point games. We're going to need that. They're really going to need that. It can't be no cold nights from DeMar. He's going to have to have it all night, so... I'm yo. I'm excited for playoffs, man. I hate I hate playoffs because it means basketball is about to end. But I'm actually really excited, man. I I can't wait to lock in. Right now, it's looking like the Cavs are gonna face the Wizards. The Cavs don't want to. If John Wall comes back, I'm telling you, it's gonna be a tough. Like it's gonna be tough. Each series is gonna be tough for the Cavs. They may not make it out of each series, man. So the the Raptors are looking really good to to go to the finals. And if Houston can beat the Warriors and end up in the finals, then it's even looking better for the Raptors as far as having a real chance to bring something home. You know what I'm saying, man? It's a great feeling. It's great to see them on top, like, really dominating the league. Third best record in the league. So, shout out to the fucking Raps. Um, before I get out of here, I want to fucking talk about this story that I just heard. And it's just a testament as to why LeBron is who he is and 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 why he's doing so well in his 15th year, 33 years old. LeBron James, it says, Slam Online reported that LeBron James reportedly spends $1.5 million on his body. And they elaborate to say that that means maintaining his body's health and high performance uh, with recovery and training and diet. $1.5 million every year, bro. He uses uh, cryotherapy, Hyperbaric chambers, Normatec leg boots. He has personal chefs. He has a strict routine and diet. You know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand why he's doing this. Like he, he, he's not just doing this on the court. It's off the court. It's a science. Like to keep your body performing at a peak fucking level, man. Like yo, people don't. I think, man. I think as much as his IQ and his dedication to the game, like his IQ is there and all that. The dedication, it's not, it's not it's not easy to not eat them cheeseburgers and not just slack off and not just do whatever you want and drink all day. You know, he see him drinking wine. There's so many things you could he has access to everything. You know what I'm saying? And 
you see how certain these guys in the offseason, they just go, they, they blow right up. He don't do that. Like, he has no days off. He's constantly in the gym. You see him on Instagram, on his stories. Yo, he's, 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 he's a worker. He's a, yo, he's a testament, man. Like, you know how Floyd Mayweather is the hard work and dedication? LeBron is really that, man. Without the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is, he's, yo, it's, it's, it's crazy that, to hear they spend 1.5 million. You know what I mean? But it's showing. Where are all his peers right now? Because Kobe, I don't know what Kobe was spending, but Kobe was put, make, putting his body through the through serious training regimes too. You know what I'm saying? Um, where are his peers right now? Where are their bodies right now? You know what I'm saying? LeBron's a, uh, he's a, he's a serious specimen. Um, and, and I hate to have to compare it because Melo in year 15 is, is, is fucking horrible, bro. I don't know if anybody watched that last game the Thunder played. I think it was against the Timberwolves. I'm not sure, but it was the last game the Thunder played. And they lost. And Melo, in the last five minutes, I believe he was 0 for 7. And just chucking up, chucking up, losing. Then he lost the ball. Like, yo, it, turnovers. I'm just like, this is sad to see, man. This is sad to see because the last years in New York didn't mean anything. They were bad years. It's like, this is how Melo's really going out. You know what I mean? And everybody keeps saying he's a scorer. Is he still that scorer? Like, I don't want people. Like, it's all about what you've done for me lately. Yeah, he's he, he's a... He's a Hall of Famer, and he's done all that stuff, but is he still effective on that court, man? Because if Carmelo Anthony is not scoring for you, why is he on the court? Because it's not for his defense. He's not a superb rebounder. He's not a great passer. It's like, so it's like what his, his main thing is to score, and that is what you keep him on the court for, and that's what's usually worth it. But they're going to need, as the playoffs are coming, they're going to need to get Melo involved. I don't think Melo's had one of them 30-point games yet. He needs to have one of those 30, 35-point games to get, at least in his confidence and his psyche, to know that, yo, I, I'm still mellow. You know what I mean? As he would say, stay mellow. Like, I hope he knows he's still mellow because it doesn't look good right now. He looks cold, bro. He looks really cold, man. I don't know. I don't know. But th because the Warriors are, are banged up, it gives the Thunder a better chance if they have to see them. But mellow got to get together, man. Um, but, yeah, man, shout out to Bron for what he's doing. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to the Rockets. Shout out to James Harden. He's going to capture his MVP this year because it's crazy. The last two years, obviously, Russ deserved it last year, his triple-double season, but he could have had it last year, and he also could have had it the year Steph got it. So if he won those those two years, he would have had three right now. So he's at peak. The James Harden is definitely, he's coming for the league, man. He's coming for the league, definitely. Um, Yeah, man, but that's all I got today, man. That's all I got, man. So... Yo, I've been trying to learn this Fortnite shit. So if if you see me on Fortnite, hit me up. You know, some people added my PSN. It's too real. Um, yeah. Hope y'all do well out there. Hope y'all enjoy y'all Easter weekend. Um, stay blessed, stay safe. You know what I mean, keep working towards your goals. Um, if you want to be a guest, if you want to do anything with the podcast or with me, hit me up at it's too real the podcast at gmail.com. It's too real the pod on Twitter. It's too real pod, not the and yeah, man, it's your boy E. Y'all enjoy yourselves, man.